Crew Podcast, where we watch and rank anime of every genre. I'm Jacob. I'm Joe. And I'm Ethan. And today, for the first time on Devil Food Podcast, we have some special guests. Uh, we're bringing the hosts over from A Smashing Theory. That's Daniel and Sean. Uh, great podcast. I love you guys. Listen to you whenever you put a new show out. Um, the three of us are all big Smash Bros. fans. We play all the time. We usually jump on after we do a podcast. Yeah. So if you guys just want to introduce yourselves and uh, kind of shout out where people can find you and your podcast, that'd be awesome. Uh, hi. Thanks. Yeah, I'm Daniel. Um, part one of the Smashing Theory podcast. We, uh, Sean and I do this thing called Beep Boop Group. We're on Patreon and we're uh, a Smashing Theory you can find on pretty much like every podcast thing like Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, etc. And uh, and yeah, we started as a podcast where we predicted the roster of Smash Bros. Ultimate and then it came out and now we just predict video games in general. Uh, yeah. And I'm Sean. Yeah. Oh, Yes. Uh, I'm Sean. I'm the other half of a Smashing Theory and most other Beep Boop group projects. And all of that stuff also applies to me. Yeah. <laughs> so what, other, what other projects are you guys doing right now besides Smashing Theory? Uh, we're doing uh, a few like Patreon exclusive podcasts, actually. Patreon.com slash Beep Boop group. Uh, we have one we've been doing for over a year now called Beep Boop Soup, where we take uh, patrons. Oh we take patrons submitted like talking points uh and we answer them and then we mix our answers together at the end and like an abomination ah. basically uh it it works enough that we've done it for over a year uh, i also do a podcast i'm also starting a podcast this month with my fiance amy lee called console cinema where we play a video game we watch a movie that is based on the video game and then we compare ah. and contrast. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I like that. I like yeah. That. yeah. First episode is coming out at the end of this month and it's uh, detective Pikachu. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Oh. Uh, all right. Great start one. As, like as start you know, as, yeah. as a listener, instead of a participant in, in this case, I am very excited for console cinema. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to being a fan instead of sitting behind the microphone. Sure. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds awesome. great. I like that question. There's, there's just so, there's just so much content. Like imagine how much <laughs> resident evil you could get into. Yeah. Yeah. No, my immediate question was like Ninja Turtles. How, like, like, because I know that the video games weren't first. Right. But, I, like, I actually does was that kinda, count? It doesn't, but I was kind of thinking about inverting the, the format mm. for a season two or something. Like, ah, watching yeah. movies and then playing video games based, based off of on them. the movie. Well, yeah, there's yeah. plenty of that. There's plenty yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sweet. Especially so. those old beat em ups, like the X Men, Ninja Turtles, and all yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So if we run awesome. out of material for the first thing, we can do <laughs> right. Yo, you're all talking about superheroes. My brain went to over the hedge. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I was like, no, nah, you gotta, you gotta get that oh, on there. Only, sure. Uh -huh, sure. only deep cuts on the Devil Fruit podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Anyway, yeah. so what are we started with? So we made a list of our uh, Smash predictions as oh, a collective. Yes. Ooh, um, yeah. Joe and I sat down for quite a while 
because we're Joe and I uh, uh, like inverse to Ethan are not big, like we're not big like predictor guys normally. Okay. So we're just like, okay, let's just try to hop in. Let's look around. What are people talking about? I don't know. What do we want? And and then we kind of made up a list, and then Ethan looked it over, and he was like, nah. <laughs> That's not true. I'm excited. Do you, are, I just, you, are you giving us that list, or did you did Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I, we, Basically. So, okay. so we've got, like, a larger list of, like, full-on, like, pipe dream characters that we're, like, almost certain aren't going to get in, but we just want. And then okay. we have a, a small list of, like, this is what we think has a really good okay. chance just whether the, we whether characters. we want it or not, this is what we think has a good chance. Okay. Um, I think we should do the pipe dream characters first to just kind of get them out of the way real quick. Absolutely. Uh, so just to just preface like this for them. people who are listening, like in the future, we're predicting this right after Min Min just got released. Yeah, it was last week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the beginning of the yeah, week or two. Oh, yeah, really, just last um, week. Second DLC pack for Smash Ultimate. Yep. Still, so now these are characters. The, yeah. yeah, so five mm-hmm. characters left, yeah. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Joe, how about, I, I want you to throw yours out, because I feel like yours are the, the real weird sneak hit pipe dream You characters. think? Okay, uh, well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, some. yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm looking at the list again, and I'm like, yeah, I did have some <laughs> yeah. funny ones. So, I mean, right off the bat, one of the ones I've wanted from the beginning, I am a part of the Geno train. Ha <laughs> I... I I grew up on Legend of Seven Stars. Mm-hmm. I love that game. And I think that any of those, if Mallow would even be great, he could be another floaty <laughs> character. Like, we haven't oh, had yeah. a floaty one like Jiggly or, or, or Kirby in a while, and, and I think that would be a good character. But but Gino, all the way, that's my, like, number one I wish on a, upon a star. Okay. Um, <laughs> my, my, my next pipe dream was, I was trying to think of, uh, like, side characters that, would maybe be further away from the public conscience, but would fit very well if they actually implemented them. Like Piranha Plant. I never knew I wanted Piranha Plant until they announced it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's everything. Uh, so I was thinking along that vein, and and I, I, I kind of want the Koopa Paratrooper. Oh, okay. okay. I, I feel like that would be interesting. Um, and then... Um, yeah, I explain pa- this next one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just going straight down the list. Oh yeah, okay. suspense right so, now. So yeah. with that, um, I'm just going to say it. Tony Hawk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, no, come on, come on, come on. So, so hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. We know. <laughs> we know. Pro Skater One and Two is being released. This is legit. This is happening. And we know that Tony Hawk, at least I'm pretty sure, this man's sitting on a bit, little bit of cash. And maybe he slides a little bit to Nintendo one day and says, hey, make this a part of the promotion. Maybe not for this uh, package coming up, but when they remake Underground and then throw that all this. I'm just, I got a whole deep conspiracy on how <laughs> yeah. Tony Hawk. Just, just imagine, picture, you're on, you're on Yoshi's Island. Mario's throwing the fireballs. Tony Hawk half half pipe jumps onto stage and then grabs a skateboard and smacks Mario across the head. Like, like that would just be so wild. 
And would then, be wild. That's a word for it. Daniel, he's got relevance. He's got popularity. He's got moves of potential. What can you say against Tony right? at this point? Joy, right? I really, really respect you finding <laughs> Thank some, you. some really solid justifications. For Dude, Tony. no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in on it. Like, I remember I added it to the list as like kind of a joke when I first typed it, but literally by the time I finished typing the WK in his name, I was like, you know what? I actually really want this. Um, you, you know what I see a non 0% chance of Tony Hawk as a costume for the me sword fighter and his skateboard <laughs> yeah. is the sword. Yeah. That is that is actually great. Yeah. I would be satisfied. I would also be would, satisfied with that. I would be that satisfied. Would be awesome. That might be the first me fighter I'm like excited for. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Oh, um God. next up, next you up. Should, uh, you should go to uh, uh the second from the bottom because we have the other one in our Okay. Oh no, okay. we don't anymore. I'm sorry. No, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, you knocked it down. <laughs> You know, this this was this wasn't the actual predictions, and then Jacob and Ethan were talking, and Ethan talked it out of the list. So, all right, Paper Mario. Oh sure, yeah. I think, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I think that it just kind of makes sense. Yeah. One reason there's three different versions of Link. Yeah. We only have two versions of Mario. Let's match that up. Uh Next reason, I feel like it would be cool to have another 2D character like Game & Watch. Yeah. And uh, third reason, new game just came out, and I feel like he's got a good moveset. Um, possibilities, like my, with the hammer and stuff. My, sure. bi my biggest thing holding me back from feeling like that's going to happen is just because of how many Mario characters there are. That's the only thing. The, yeah. the one thing, the one thing holding me back actually is just that there's already a Paper Mario stage, you know. Uh, sure. Yeah, what? like I, I think, I think the amount of Mario characters wouldn't really hold them back. We've, we've got a lot of Fire Emblem Company right now. Nah, you're a, right. We still we got, got that Byleth. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but there is a Paper Mario stage. It's kind of forgettable, but it's there. So yeah, you could tell because yeah. Joe forgot. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I literally was like, there is. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> But there's so many freaking stages now. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, next one down um, is kind of a, an old wish that's still there, sure. uh, still prevalent, I think, is just Rayman. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I know that people have been uh, talking about bringing him on for forever, and, and that's just one that I, I think is weird that isn't. Um, and then my last one <laughs> real deep was... Cut. Real deep was cut. I was uh, I, again. I was trying to think outside the box, because uh, I, you know, because uh, I remember there was one time Sakurai said he was like, I don't necessarily care about how like big the character is necessarily. That's at one right. Point, I think he, he said he, that he said that during the Terry presentation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, popularity um, isn't everything. Yeah, yeah, which. Amen, man. First off, like, <laughs> which, like, that's that's fantastic. Um, and, just, and so I sitting across from Sakurai on his like perfect white couch. And you're like, preach, <laughs> preach, Sakurai. He's like, how yeah, did you man. get in here? Oh man, him and his like what three TVs in his living room? <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, was, like, yeah. that man the is ready awesome. for company. That man is <laughs> true. That man is mm -hmm. gaming right. 
Yeah, um, I, you know, it's funny. I always kind of imagined him as being pretty introverted, but his whole living room setup is like, yeah, come over, play games with me, Toby Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> play some games. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. But anyway, so I was thinking outside the box. Right. And and I was recently watching a couple videos on this game, and I was like, you know what? Oh, what no. if we got... <laughs> The big black dragon from We uh, Ring Fit <laughs> Adventure, <laughs> and like you know, we already have We Fit Trainer, so like it would be a similar realm. And I feel like we haven't gotten a new heavy character in a while, or a villain, or a villain, or a villain. Yeah, and and yeah. and how great would it be to just be this behemoth? black dragon and like chucking dumbbells at people yeah the dragon's like <laughs> swole right like, yeah it's like, literally oh, yeah. Are, like pumping yeah. iron yeah oh yeah when he powers up before oh, he attacks you he literally like does exercises to power up it's it's iconic that is <laughs> great amazing. that's really great that, and i was that like idea. i just i feel like that would be great <laughs> that idea so that, is actually incredible <laughs> I, that did not occur to me until now that is a that not is a me fantastic neither. Idea. I, dude, I'm so happy I'm impressing you guys right now. With my- <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like my press. I, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Ethan and I's choices are so much more boring comparatively. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you guys really led with the wrong person. You guys, I guess you have a lot to live up to now. Yeah, yeah. he just all has right, so all that, the that's Sean all of mine. Picks. That's all that's of mine. Okay, so. so all right. Uh, for me, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. There's a section of them I'm gonna get out of the way because there's a section of them that are all assist trophies and i genuinely don't feel like an assist trophy is going to become a fighter i feel like yeah like after seeing min min pop in and not spring man i feel like that's just like a it's not happening if it's an assist trophy it's dead Hmm. yeah personally i mean i could be wrong but that's how i feel about it but i would i i would love to see zero or shovel knight or bomber man Mm-hmm. Um, those would all be great. I think they'd all be great, but I just don't think they have a chance. Yeah, I I don't think there's like absolutely no chance at all of an assist trophy getting promoted, but I think the chance is very low. Yeah, because yeah. because you're right. Like Springman felt felt like kind of the obvious choice, and they went with Min Min instead. There's right. a lot of reasons for that that's not sure. explained, but I feel like I feel like assist trophy status is one of them. You know? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. So beyond yeah. beyond that. Uh, I I feel like I I wanted to put Spyro in an actual prediction because mm. I personally love Spyro a lot and I think he's a great mascot for Sony but I know people like Crash more and I know that Crash <laughs> would probably have a better solidified spot and uh, and, yeah. and that's the only yeah. reason that to me I don't think it's going to happen I personally sure. I would rather play Spyro personally but Beyond that, yeah, I, I also think it doesn't have a good chance just because Crash isn't in the game. Um, I would love to see Phoenix Wright. Mm, yes. I yeah. love yeah. Phoenix Wright. He's I just already, started playing those games. It's a, They're great games. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They are, they're excellent fun. games. And, and we're, we're big like right Phoenix Wright fans in this house. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I, I think Phoenix yeah. Wright might be on Sean's list right now. Actually, is he I, on, on your uh, current Fighters Pass Two list? I don't remember. I would have to check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, but maybe. I mean, he's already been a fighter in Marvel vs. Capcom Three. It's shown that you can yeah. make a fight. You can make a, a, a 
you can you can make a, a, a move set out of him. It's mm-hmm. possible. And I, I just just keep Phoenix right in the limelight, man. He's the best. <laughs> yeah. I'm he might even have the best him. like special attack in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. His like, yes. finishing move. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super oh. is phenomenal. It's it's great. You know what I just thought of? Oh, no. Joe. What's that? Oh, God. What if, like, what if Phoenix Wright had a counter move, you know, yes. where if he gets hit, then he goes into his pose and says, objection, objection. <laughs> and then right. flies just, back. like, blows you away. Like, yeah. that would... It's that would so I'm saying I want Phoenix right in the so game. So well, it's so good. <laughs> um, as an act- literally, oh yeah, yeah, that that would be great. As an actual uh, indie character that I think could have a, a, a chance, um, mm-hmm. but I'm just worrying about maybe the popularity of the game not being all the way there. Though, granted, like we were talking about, it doesn't necessarily matter. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, the knight from Hollow Knight, I think, would be Ooh, an awesome yeah. character. I think it, mm-hmm. I think it that cartoony design would fit in really well. I, I think Joe and I had a conversation where we kind of want more cartoony characters because there's been a lot of just like anime style recently, and like <laughs> it'd be nice yeah. to get a little bit mm-hmm. of variation again. And mm-hmm. I just think you could easily make a move set out of that character, and it could be really really cool. Um, you know, I had never even considered kind of the aesthetic of whether or not a character would fit into Smash, but it is very easy for me to picture you know, the little bug knight from the right. hollow knight, like running mm-hmm. around and attacking other smash characters. That's an interesting yeah. point. Right. Uh, I, I, th- I think, uh, it's actually got a solid shot at being a me sword fighter. Yeah. That's probably mm. what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 If, it, if it were to, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, the only other one I have, and I know that this one's not going to get in, but I just love imagining it is, is fucking Agumon. <laughs> hey, Aguman's on my list. Yeah, you can. Yeah, man. Like yeah. I think Aguman would be great. <laughs> just <laughs> like like Joe and I were talking about like how you could make it into a thing, and I was like, what if you made it where it's like kind of like Pokemon Trainer, and you can swap between his Digi evolutions, and you yeah, can fucking yeah. like. I, there's, I feel like there's so much potential for how you could do it because it's either you could do that or it could be like an Arsene style thing. Or maybe yeah. when he hits a certain percentage or when he does a certain thing, then he can just be Greymon or something. Sakurai loves representing mechanics in games so much that it's wild that there is not a Pokemon rep that has evolution as a mechanic yet. For real. That's so, true. So like so having Agumon in there and having him be able to digivolve as part of his moveset. Yeah. I yeah, I think there is there's a good chance of that actually, especially now that Tekken feels like it's out of the running. Oh, it's so gone. Yeah. 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 They were like, like, they were like, Hey, Hey, Hachi, me fighter again. You happy? It's like, (laughs) Sean was happy. Ethan. It's Ethan. What do you got? All right. All All right. right. So my predictions, I have a few that are pretty generic. I think Blizzard still deserves a rep. Okay. Um, Tracer just probably makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I just <laughs> guys, I have a real love hate with Overwatch, mm-hmm. where I have like a month where I'm like, this is the best game. Like, <laughs> I played League of Legends, I was the same way. Like those games that are just like hyper competitive, just like built for esports. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in it super hard. I did the same thing with Valorant recently, where I was like, mm. man, I love this game, and then I get. Like a month in, I'm like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> so, 
See, that's that's yeah. me with that's me with Smash, except it happens like every day. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't even touch online. Okay. So that's Tracer. Um I think Monster Hunter Girl would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh that's my top uh prediction. Yeah, that's, yeah, so. that's, yeah, that's yeah, on yeah, Sean's yeah. list. And I, yeah. Yeah. It's just such a weird thing for the for the Rathlos and the the stage to be there in mm-hmm. in the what's the campaign called something of light world of world light of, world of light world yeah. of light like yeah you have that whole stage but we can't even play on it mm-hmm. yeah yet. yeah i feel like that would be an easy transition um and i think the music for monster hunter is pretty underrated oh I think that that, that i'll agree with i'll agree with that soundtrack's pretty good yeah it is um i turn it out i'm writing all the time oh uh, <laughs> little wholesome, little wholesome. Oh. I, yeah, <laughs> so, so cute, so cute. I can imagine uh, him sitting at his desk with a little light. Mom comes in yeah. with sandwiches, oh, like exactly crust is. cut off. <laughs> I, I've been eating crust for years now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so my Disney rep, couple hot takes for Disney rep. Ooh. Because I think it needs to happen. Okay. I think Sora is what everyone thinks is going to happen, mm-hmm. including me. If if it if it does happen, but Marvel versus Capcom Four <laughs> needs to happen soon. It is good. I think it is happening soon. And with that in mind, Captain America, <laughs> come in, no. come in over. It's got. Oh, I, I haven't heard that one actually. No. That's a new one to me. I, I think can... it could. I think it could. I don't think it's likely. I think there's like a ten percent chance, maybe. Do, do you, maybe a little you less really, than ten. Yeah, yeah. Do you really think though that if a Marvel character was to get in, that it'd be Captain America over everybody else? Mm. I think so because I do because I think the iconic like Spider-Man wouldn't work. What about mm. I don't think Iron Man would work. I just think if I were doing it, I would choose Captain America because like he is Marvel. Like he is everything that mm. represents what they, you know, he's Disney. He's like mm-hmm. this boy scout. And okay. for a fighting game where they're like, you know, we don't want Iron Man like blowing Donkey Kong's head off. <laughs> <laughs> In- he would. I mean, anyone. You pick any Marvel character from Marvel versus Capcom. They're gonna have an interesting move set. Oh yeah. I'm just now imagining like Tony Stark on the phone with Pepper Potts. Tony, what are you doing? I'm blowing yeah. his head off. Yeah. <laughs> just like it disintegrates Donkey Kong's head. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just a huge Marvel fan. If I could choose. Yes. <laughs> Except you can't do that because he got no head. Yes. I think. Spider-Man would be also be cool, but oh, yeah, yeah. it's not going to happen. Okay, so my other <laughs> hot take. I have two other hot takes, I guess. One of them we actually put in our top five. Mm. Here we go. So we all know Rivals of Aether is coming to Switch. Wait, you said you had two Disney picks. You gave Oh, Sora, Sora and Captain America. Oh, okay. Captain Sora was one of them. Yeah, all right, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Rivals of Aether. So Rivals of Aether. I think they had to make a deal to come to Switch where they said, you can come, but we're taking one of your characters and putting him in Smash. <laughs> Oh, that's and interesting. I, I, I feel like I, that would I, I, I don't know what Nintendo would get out of that. Plan. I feel like it'd be the opposite way, yeah. right? You don't that's think like, so? We well, Nintendo are the ones that benefit from this the most. <laughs> not not you. This isn't something you're begging us to do. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, Ethan. I don't know. I don't know. It would I be cool though. There's a lot of cool characters, but there yeah. are a lot of cool characters. I think it'd be cool. Which which one do you think? Which one do you think? Uh, I I don't know the guy's name. I think it's uh, it's the lion with the, with the fire. Zetterburn. Zetterburn. Yeah, yeah. I think he's probably yeah. the most popular as far as just like what they put mm-hmm. on their media. And, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think he's kind of the face of that game. Zetterburn's a good. And you could do, mm-hmm. you know, during the trailer. I always think about like what Sakurai gags would be in the trailer. You could have it where he's like facing off against Bowser in kind of a "you're me, I'm a me" sort of thing, or like Incineroar or somebody. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Like, like the Spider-Man could, pointing could, at each yeah, other. Yeah, I was about to say you could do the Spider-Man yeah. meme, and they're all like pointing at <laughs> yeah. each other. Uh, <laughs> and there's just a part of the trailer where like Fox, Falco, and Wolf all like charge up, like they're up B, and then Zetterburn does the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh huh. I think it would be cool. I don't think it's any of these are like super likely. They're definitely pipe dreams. Yeah. So our top five, oh, just to burn okay, through this, okay. we've spent plenty of time. Here's 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 the characters that we genuinely think have a good, a solid solid chance. Okay. Mm-hmm. You and you and uh, you and Joe do the the first four, and I'll I'll give my reasoning for the last one here. Okay. okay. So Joe and I are pretty damn solid that either Doom Guy or Master Chief are going to go. Okay. Mm, okay. It's just I, I I'm leaning towards Doom Guy more, only because he's such an influential. He's a, he's a he's a character that's part of such an influential game for video game history. And I think, especially seeing Vault Boy, there's like connections occurring there where I wonder. Right. I absolutely. I wonder. Yeah. I absolutely see where you're coming from there, especially because Bethesda have been on record multiple times saying like, yeah, we'd love one of our characters in smash <laughs> like, and, yeah. and Bethesda and Nintendo having that working relationship is really good. I do wonder the vault boy thing. If doom guy was going to be in the game, why would vault boy not be part of the doom guy update instead of just very his own true. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. And, and I also, I also worry said. about how gory doom is. Right. That's the yeah. only other thing. I mean, Bayonetta is in there. So, right. Yeah. But it's just, I, I feel like do like, especially modern doom is like so intense uh, that I wonder if yeah. Sakurai would do the, would, would throw down another, this is for good boys and girls. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever, you know? yeah. 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 Like, I, I do think doom guys more likely than master chief, but yeah, I, 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 I think I, 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 I'm like a deep mm. conspiracist. Uh, with this, <laughs> like, I, I am under the impression that all those memes, putting, okay, 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 okay. So, oh, so, oh he's bringing up the Doom guy, Isabel. The memes. Doom guy, Isabel <laughs> memes. You, you, come on, you know it fits so well. Why did they come out on the same day? It, they, dude, dude, oh they've, they've been planning this for a long time. They, they, I think they, that's going to be do, like the do, do intro guys, video. Doom Guy's reveal trailer just has a moment yeah. where like Isabel and Doom Guy are just like yes! face to face. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then it looks like they're about to fight. And then Isabel like hops up on his shoulder. And then they both run in. It's just going to be a trailer where like a bunch of the villains are all like bullying Isabel. Isabel, and then he like comes in like, yeah. "Why are you touching my girl?" <laughs> yeah, that's all I want. That's all that I want. No, believe me. And then he just, and then he just chainsaws Ganondorf in half. And then yes. Yeah. No, like incredible. Like, this, this is, this is deep state conspiracy stuff. But I feel like it just makes sense psychologically. Like, like they know, oh, they know that it's an M-rated game. 
they know that it's going to be kind of like, we have to get them thinking about this before they just accept it. They got their foot in the door. <laughs> so, and so then, they bring Isabel in to soften the blow. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, oh, yeah. No. They, 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 they associate the hardcore demon-killing madman with the cutest anamorphic dog thing. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know. Oh, but no. like, okay, Joe. Okay, Joe. It's not anamorphic. Anthropomorphic, yeah. yeah. Anthropomorphic. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay, Joe. I'm going to stop you here. Yeah, Okay, okay. We. I already brought it up earlier, but... If if Sony gets a rep, it's going to be Crash. Yes. If Sony gets a rep, it's going to be Crash. Yeah. It, it's just it's being pushed so hard. People want it. It just makes the most sense. If the only thing that I think might stop it is whether or not Sony just like wants a character uh, in the game. I mean, Crash. Like, Crash isn't Sony though. Crash is Activision. Oh, right. oh well. Yeah. I feel like it's very connected. Seriously. To Sony, yeah, it still, is. Regardless. Dude, yeah. that it, changes everything for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think Crash is very likely. Crash is um, Crash is currently on my list. He's falling off, and then I put him back on when characters get deconfirmed. Mm. But yeah, right. uh, Activision Blizzard has the rights to Crash. Uh, oh, so Sony has no okay. say in whether okay. or not Crash uh, shows up on other things. Uh, yeah. Wow, I was gonna okay. say okay, was... Crash is in. Yeah. I, I'm like hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, then. no, because yeah. if Sony doesn't have a say, then I think it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my whole thing was like the animosity between Sony and Nintendo would be the only thing holding that back. But now that because I was always so curious, I was like, how is Crash even on Switch to begin with? Yeah, I was like, how is that? But now I know. Yeah, no, and I, I, think, I think that's one thing Crash could have going for him is that so many people associate Crash with Sony that Nintendo mm-hmm. getting Crash on Smash right. would be kind of a kind of a ha ha we have him kind of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. the animosity might be towards the benefit, and then all the mascots <laughs> could fight. Man, you'd have like you'd have Sonic and Mario and Crash and Pac Man and, uh, and Mega Man, mm-hmm. yeah, Pac-Man. and Banjo, oh, yeah, yeah, and Banjo, yeah. yeah. Man, be, that would be so That's good. So, be so, so this good. one, this one, uh, Joe and I ta- kind of deliberated about for a while, and I, Joe, kind of won me over on this. Yeah, um, I disagree with this one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ethan, Ethan Hart disagrees with this one. We think that if you were going to do another like classic character and bring it in like up into the forte, like a la like Terry or Duck Hunt or something like that, mm-hmm. um, Ryu Hayabusa, mm. I think would be an interesting pick. Uh, because it does have a lot of a lot of old school history. It's a, it's a game series that's been around for a long time. Nintendo it, Entertainment. System. I think there's there's a possibility. And Nintendo and uh, Nintendo and Koei Tecmo, the guys that own Ryu Hibusa, do have a good working relationship. Koei Tecmo keeps mm-hmm. making games yeah. for Nintendo. They did Hyrule Warriors. They did uh they did Fire oh, Emblem. Did. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, they, I yeah. love it. Every time you talk, you just support everything I want, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that, this, is, and, uh, this is great. <laughs> Uh, that said, I think I'm with Ethan on that one. Like I uh, like Ryu's got some stuff going for him, especially like the main thing for me is he doesn't feel popular enough. But Sakurai has kind of said, right, pop- popularity isn't everything. Um, it, it very, I feel like it depends whether or not Sakurai loves Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't you think he'd have the same move moveset as Sheik? Or at least very similar. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like his uh, yeah. his moveset potential. I'm sure Sakurai could come up with something. Like maybe mm-hmm. he he takes some of reused stuff from the 3D Ninja Gaiden games. Right. Um, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but like, yeah, like a, another ninja, another sword fighter. 
and one that's not like people aren't really foaming at the mouth to get Ryu. Yeah, I, I don't know that that I and yeah. And also, what what would the announcer say at the at the at the character <laughs> Ryu, screen? Ryu again. <laughs> the other Ryu. Not that Ryu. Oh my god! So, so, Ryu yeah. is my voice line, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. We don't need so, you to come in this week, man. We already got it. Oh man! Just so literally use the same soundbite. Yeah. yeah. Ryu. Ryu. So the last. <laughs> <laughs> so the the last one we have on here is one that I think Joe and I both like. We don't want it to happen, but we have a feeling that. It has a really solid chance just because of how much of an impact the game had on the last decade. Yeah. Mm. Um, we really think Steve from Minecraft has a good chance. Me too. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it so Sha- much. Me you too. can see Me Sean's too. pain. Yeah. Sha- yeah. That's Sean what I feel. I, Sean and I are in contention about that one. But yeah, I think we have spent episodes arguing about whether or not <laughs> Steve is a likely pick. I oh, yeah. Uh, I think maybe yeah. it won't specifically be Steve. I think maybe they'll call him Minecrafter and have a bunch of different skins for him. I um, hate that even more. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think this is the best chance you have of Master Chief in Smash. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah. I do agree. Yeah, Steve I just, with a, yeah, with a Master Chief I just, skin. I, uh, I just... I. The problem was is that the more we talked about it, the more we were thinking about how his moveset could work, and we were like, oh, God, it does have potential, though. It does. It like, really does. And I, I don't want it. That's all I'm going to say. I don't <laughs> want it. We're just saying that there's a day that's going to come pretty soon where I'm going to watch another Nintendo Direct and get disappointed again. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty likely. It's not one I necessarily want, but I I think it makes a just just makes a lot of sense. It just makes a lot of sense. But then in turn, Ethan has brought in a a a full on like very similar smack hit that might even none have of, a better chance. And I'm worried about this one. Ooh. And none of us none of us want it. We just think it's it's likely. Sure. All right. So you didn't run this, this game, by me. This game is absolute fire with the younger generations oh no it pushed a lot of switch units uh-huh uh it would bring a lot of people in that maybe are oh. too young for the smash <laughs> titles or like yeah haven't touched them yet and that's the fortnite guy <laughs> the default oh. skins oh okay they have the uh they have yeah. the pickaxe they have like they could build like little cool barriers that take like a hit to destroy or like you know everything you say makes me hate it more yeah like we, i i, <laughs> I honestly I think it'd, it'd be really hard to do a move set that's like fair but that it, i would say it would be interesting because of the building well mechanic. they put in min min so yeah Sh- Sean i yeah. discussed that like a while ago like back when we were first talking about smash ultimate like third party reps oh really and, and we mm-hmm. dismissed it back then like okay. like you bringing that back up now i i think there's a chance i i don't i don't love that there's a chance but i think especially with how like good of a record epic has now yeah um with yeah all the money they've been making and like giving games away for free they're they're good at, they have a good they're good at making deals they really yeah. are yeah i absolutely yeah. thought during the lead up to all of this that you were going to say uh like a guy from roblox i, I <laughs> barely have any peripheral <laughs> Like 
the the only awareness that I have of that game is that sometimes my boss has to bring his kid to the office and he's obsessed with Roblox. So I'll walk by and there'll be like a little Roblox man walking around. That's all yeah. that I know about that game. But when you were saying like, oh, it's really popular with the kids. I was like, ah, shit, it's going to be Roblox. Uh, so <laughs> I, I actually didn't even know Fortnite there was a Roblox that. video game. What? That's what yeah. Roblox is, Joe. Oh, I'm thinking of like the old competitor for Legos. What am I thinking of? No, uh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of that's not Roblox. Duplos? <laughs> uh oh, Bionicle? No, 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 no. no. Oh, there's the there's shit. Oh, Let's get a oh, Bionicle no. oh, in Calm down, Joe. Calm down, Joe. He's gonna find he's gonna find he's gonna find a tweet. He's gonna find a tweet from Sakurai Let's in 2007 where he referenced Bionicle and it's gonna go all downhill. Okay. Let's get a Metronui stage. Come on. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Okay. And then, and then we can get a new item. Oh, no. He's Be gone. He's gone. Mask. We can get the gold mask item in the game or I'm something. Upset. I'm upset. Okay. Dude. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's introduce right. this movie. I think there's okay. plenty of time on Smash. So we, so, all right. So that's, that's, that was our little mini deep dive into Smash. And, sure. and, yes. and we tried it out. Um, I hope you're proud of us. I'm, I'm incredibly proud of you all. Yes. Yeah, like I, cool. I feel like all the off the wall picks are stuff that I would have predicted, and all the other picks are stuff that Daniel would have predicted. So it's like the perfect storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but good, good justifications for a lot of that stuff. When yes. when you were gonna bring in a uh, a left field Disney pick, I thought you were gonna say Wreck It Ralph, which was actually a prediction I made a while oh. back. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's kind of cool actually. I, yeah, I don't think he's got a shot anymore. I predicted that back when like his movie was about to come out, and I thought there'd right, be a lot of cross marketing. Right. Yeah, right. But okay. uh, but yeah, no, great, great picks. Yes, uh, cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe not that. Maybe not that Bionicle thing at the end. But other, other Dude, no, yeah. Dude, I'm so hyped. He's for all that in right now. now. That's his number one <laughs> on the list now. My childhood okay, okay. just bubbled up in like oh, two seconds. Lord. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> Moving on from Smash, let's yeah. get into, you know, what we do on the Devil Fruit Podcast. We yes. are all about that anime, and what we've been trying to do in between our mainstay episodes is try to break it up by watching an anime movie. Mm-hmm. We call it our Winner Winner Chicken Dinner series because Jacob, the, only, the person, what's up? Stop, stop clapping. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we call it we call it our winner winner chicken dinner series because the person that chooses the movie is the person who won the Choosarama where we ah. uh, uh, pitch our anime shows to Ethan's fiance cat who has no idea what anime is basically. <laughs> and and if they win then they also choose the movie. So And I won again. Two for two, yeah, baby. Two for two. You want two like, for it feels like there might be a bit of an advantage there, a bit of a this, home field advantage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Daniel, yeah. you think so? Your fiance <laughs> like, judged yeah. both of our smashing debate episodes. But she's you, a very there's absolutely nothing. Are you saying Kat isn't? You don't even know her. Ooh. Maybe she's more objective I, than Amy. If anything, I think Kat is actually biased against Ethan most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So I think she works hard. Issue. I think she was <laughs> she was actually upset that she felt inclined to pick mine last time, I think. <laughs> that's, that's, actually, that's actually similar to the situation with my fiance. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Like Sean might actually yeah. have the advantage there. <laughs> However, I am glad that I got this one because I think this movie was really cool and we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. Especially Ooh. with like who worked on it and what they came to be later on in their career. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
So we watched Robot Carnival. Yes. Yes. Daniel and Sean uh, watched it as well, so we'll have uh, insight. Yeah, I'm happy you brought us on for this. This is going to be neat, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think this is a movie that kind of flies under the radar, um, especially under Akira, because so many of the same people are involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And Akira is kind of their opus of the 80s, uh, especially (laughs) for movies. Yeah, somewhat justified. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And it is fantastic. Uh, So the opening of this movie was done by the director of Akira. Yeah, Katsuhiro Otomo. Yeah. Yeah, that the little the little intro and the outro afterwards. And right. uh, I, I gotta say, um, the idea of a giant tank <laughs> that just says robot carnival across the front <laughs> yeah, and just dude. runs around going through towns just exploding shit is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, you can tell this was directed by the Akira guy because there were lots of explosions and everyone died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That really, that should have shifted me off from the get-go. Very similar tone. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, what I didn't I... really have a whole, a, a whole lot of uh, to say about the beginning because after after you get past this, it really is overshadowed by the next few shorts. I think, right? And yeah. I think it's just there to go. Here's here's the here's yeah. the title of this compilation of short films I, in a yeah. really cool, stylish way. Yeah, I think it did do a good job setting the stage, though. One thing that I thought was interesting yeah. was uh, we we all watched this on Crunchyroll, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes. And uh, Crunchyroll has a sub option and a dub option you can either watch yes. uh, you can either watch the dub or the sub uh sean and i decided to watch the sub and yes. uh and the the opening just opens with the this kid right like running through the sand and <laughs> and then he opens his mouth and he just goes boop, 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 boop. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, maybe this decision was superfluous like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he has like no like real spoken dialogue like he's not speaking mm-hmm. japanese or english i thought that was so such a weird choice but in a way it worked yeah like, it did i think so yeah. too yeah i loved yeah. it i loved it i i after like this first little bit in the in the next couple stories i like realized because ethan told us he was like it's a compilation of a bunch of short stories and mm-hmm. all the people on it basically went on to do amazing things and i was like cool okay and that's all i knew going in <laughs> right and so like yeah, I my reaction blind too. Yeah, 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 Same. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like my reaction to especially to this first opening and stuff was just like, oh, whoa, whoa, oh, what? Uh. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it was just like one thing after another. Like my first thought, my first note that I wrote down was, I love how that old person, when everybody's running inside, just doesn't give a shit what's going on and like just <laughs> yeah. almost keeps going. Right I just loved that little notes. Um, and then, like the the just the reveal of the big machine was yeah, just it was so, so sick. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and, and that was you could feel the Akira oozing off of that. Yeah, just the, mm-hmm. the amount that thing that I'm gonna that I brought up with like every everybody who did a short film that was that ended up being connected with Akira later. All of their stuff had so much kinetic motion. Like mm-hmm. there's just so much movement. Uh, and and just the gears and the the wires and the just all right. that the yeah. wires is a big mm-hmm. thing yeah so yeah, let's that's very true. let's slide into this first into this first short film which was Franken's Gears directed by Koji Morimoto who was an animator on Akira and the only other uh, bigger accolade that I saw was that he was the director of one of the short films on the Animatrix 
Ooh, um, which which one? Uh, Beyond. Oh, which one was that again? Man, it's been like it's yeah, been about a decade a since time. I've watched yeah. Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so again, I feel like the Akira was like oozing off of this. You could tell why this guy was brought on board for that team. Uh, Cause again, it was just like the gears and the movement and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the mm-hmm. that flowing animation and just like the crazy, like cyberpunky, just like battered metal kind of thing. Um, I really like some of the choices too. I think the strongest part of this and, and what made it look so good, especially for the time, in the eighties was like the lighting yes. of everything. Mm-hmm. It was, you could tell that this person was very familiar with like camera work photography and then translating that over to his animation mm-hmm. because of like the darks were crushed blacks, but you could still see like these gears spinning in the background. Right. And there was always like, there was never, um, like you said, Jacob, no motion happening on the screen. Like even when he was standing still and like, you know, tweaking something that there's either something like turning in the top left of the screen mm-hmm. yeah, or something's happening. There's always something to look at. Yeah. That's that like, cool. I, I think that on balance, you know, there was something interesting to me about all of the shorts, but this one was it, uh, it kind of stuck in my memory the least compared to a lot of the other ones I watched. I do mm. think that it was a good first short aside from the intro because it does communicate kind of two things to you about just the broader package, which is that first you're going to be looking at gorgeous animation the entire time that you watch this thing. Mm -hmm. And second, you cannot like, you cannot go into this with any expectations at all because, you know, it is centrally about robots, but beyond that, I mean, everything, you know, each short was kind of very, very different from the one preceding. And so it was a good onboarding experience. I think. Yeah. It it did a good, it did a good job establishing the theme and also how different it felt from the intro made uh yes. Yes. Ma- made a, a good point of kind of setting your expectations in that way yeah i yeah. think it was i think it was placed well in the anthology yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. i have yeah. a question I'll... for you yeah um so like when the robot's finally alive and the scientist starts hugging the globe do you think he i i think i I I think it's one of two options. It might be something even more, but like symbolically, do you think that he was going to try to use the robot to rule the world or <laughs> was he using the robot as like I'm finally going to get global recognition? Oh, that's interesting. interesting. I wouldn't have thought of either of those, but I like both of those interpretations actually. Yeah. Joe, yeah. I had two thoughts with the globe. I I think I cuz I didn't think of what you're just saying right now. Um, but when the globe symbolized something to me, it was at the very end of the of the short when it cracks rolls, in half. Yeah, and it's like the mm-hmm. robot's going. It 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 destroyed his world, and it's going like robots are going to break the world. Was kind of like the symbolism mm. there to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's that's how I felt about the end too, and I thought that was really cool. I didn't mm-hmm. really think 
very deeply about uh, the scientists hugging the globe. Actually, I'm like, well, what's this weirdo just hugging this globe? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the globe was just like it, it was. Yeah, it looked really cool. Is but that just yeah? Is it just like a, a toy of his? He's like, oh, cool. Yeah. I built a robot. Time to hug my globe. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your seems to make more sense. Really, the domination <laughs> thing. I, I think if you connect it to the original Frankenstein story, I feel like it makes sense that he kind of was thinking about like, like a world domination kind of thing. Right. Uh, I'm not that um, well versed with the actual original story of Frankenstein, if I'm being honest. I mm. mean, the, because Frankenstein is, because, because Frankenstein's the actual name of the doctor because, because the monster's yeah. called Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I so know that Dr. Yes. Dr. Frankenstein, I mean, yeah, he was basically, a fucking dastardly scientist man like that was you know he's big evil for evil's sake kind of shit mm. so i yeah but i i agree with ethan that that's definitely i think it's all it was partly the his own world was shattering because of what just happened and then the deep yeah there's a deeper meaning in it too you could take it that way too yeah. um uh, just yeah. really the, the the really cool short I was kind of bugged by the scientist not having a voice at all. Not to say that I think he should have spoke, but I yeah. think him having at least some, some right. kind of like voice. vocalization or something. Yeah. 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 There, was just, a there moments, were some moments where it was yeah. kind of uh, distractingly quiet. Yeah. Where like yes. some of the, some of the sound effects were louder than others. And like when he was, his footsteps were so loud. I don't know. Because, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Every step he took, I was like, oh, man, that's, yeah. that's distracting. And that was the only thing that bugged me because I was like, all you had to do is just get some guy to come in and go, ah, and like it would have right, been fun. Yeah, yeah. Like it, and, I, and it, well, I wouldn't have even noticed. Um, but I just yeah. felt like that I guess, I guess this is a missing. crew of animators first and firm, Very foremost, true. though. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like that was kind of their their priority even some of the yes. stuff we talk about later that's voice a lot of it kind of felt like oh you you brought in your your niece to right. the studio or <laughs> right. you, yeah, yeah. You, you you brought in your neighbor dave and he came yeah. in and, yeah <laughs> right. yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah the, the last thing i wanted to say about this one and it even correlates with other ones later on especially the next one we're going to talk about the music did it, did you guys ever get like really Zelda vibes in the music? Oh, <laughs> this, from for for this one for this short specifically, we were thinking more like Chrono Trigger and like Final Fantasy. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, but, but yeah yes, Chrono the, Trigger strong. Yeah, the soundtrack for the whole thing felt like like the lost soundtrack to like a bunch of like Super Nintendo and PlayStation One RPGs. I found oh, myself yeah, really curious as to like what particular kind of synthesizer they were using to compose the music because you know a lot of a lot of synths from that era have very particular sounds that it's hard to replicate now and mm. so there's this big kind of uh uh almost economy of like wealthy music producers buying really old equipment and using it to get kind of a very unique retro sound and the whole time I was listening to it, I was thinking, like, I bet that there's some iconic synth, you know, that they're using uh, in order to produce this music. Because I, I feel as though it sounded very similar to, yeah, like a lot of PlayStation 1 stuff, for instance, yeah, you know, kind of had a sure. similar vibe to that. So that uh, that's kind of what I was thinking about throughout. But, you know, especially kind of toward the beginning as I was adjusting to the soundtrack. Mm. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I would love sure. to talk to you I, about that movement you're talking about <laughs> later. That yeah. would be, oh. I, I, uh, <laughs> I definitely noticed that I basically every every short I was making a comment basically saying that the music was really good. Right. Like that kept popping up. Mm. Um I def I agree, yeah. Um so moving into the moving into the second one, like what you were saying, very, very harsh uh, uh switch up in style. Yeah. This one was called Deprive. It was uh directed by Hidetoshi Amori. He didn't have oh, any yeah. yeah, he, Sorry, he didn't yeah, have any on. yeah, no, no worries. He didn't have any specific major accolades that he directed, but he was an animator on like he's he's been an animator on so many shows for at mm. least an episode. I saw everything from like Golden Wind to like old school stuff. Like it was all over the place. He had a huge list. Huh. Um, how did we feel about this one? This was actually one of my favorites. Um, I really mm. loved the pacing. It felt almost to me like kind of a 10 minute long action movie trailer, like just the way that it moved from scene <laughs> yeah. to scene. And you had kind of all these like cuts to different angles of the action. I felt like it, it had, it had a certain kineticism to it that really kept me engaged where, you know, some of the other shorts, there were these kind of lulls where I would zone out a little bit. Mm, uh, sure. I, you know, I watched deprived from back to front and I had a good time doing it. So yeah, I, I really liked this one. Yeah. Right. I, I think the Sorry. the character designs uh were really cool for this one. Yes. Uh and yeah, I just I just love kind of the just kind of the actiony vibe of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh so there's each short you can uh each director seems to have different priorities. This one yeah. the, this one the director absolutely just felt like it's like i just want to fucking draw some cool action scenes and that's, <laughs> yeah. that, and that's what i'm gonna do yeah fuck, yeah. fuck story comprehension I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. yeah yeah no i, I totally agree because yeah the robot designs were great i like that the music it caught like a serious 80s vibe on oh, this yeah. oh yeah yes. oh yeah it yes. was like we were going it was an 80s action movie um and I like of, what's up i had, I had conflicting I, I did conflicting too. Feelings. I did too. Because <laughs> my here's, I felt like this. These were like cutscenes in a video game, and then we just missed all the rest. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bruh. That's what. No, honestly, that's what I felt like. Because you get like the that quick like intro, which kind of felt like all the like the really quick cutscenes you get at the beginning of a video game, mm -hmm. and then like the big moments at the end with with the with the final boss. Yeah. And then everything in between is like, all right, we're just gonna. Cut the parts that the guy played. But come on, he's <laughs> got a he's got, goes, a he's got a Star Wars speeder bike. It was sick. It was only there for like ten right. seconds, I'm but it was awesome. The visuals weren't cool. <laughs> I'm just saying it was like this guy's like, man, I really need like a film reel to like show my animation. <laughs> I mean, and like, he did this. But is I it felt, that really I felt what like this is? I felt like a lot of these were that. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. whether they sure. were, yeah, whether sure. they were, this a one was just like unapologetically that. Yeah. Very much, I understand that. I, I understand that. Dude, um, dude, dude. My my note yeah. for this one was: this is the '80s hero I needed. Like, <laughs> like this. Can, can I can I say I liked him more as a robot though? I thought his yeah. robot design was way cooler. Like, sure, yeah, yeah. It was really interesting to see the amount of like of robot characters in the anthology that like just 
with no explanation turned into a human later right or vice yeah. versa or, or vice versa <laughs> yeah or vice versa yeah i was like you just you just morphed into this with no explanation like <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like that was kind of a lot of what uh uh ethan was saying where it's just I got to show that I can design these robots, but also like, <laughs> sh- look at my human characters. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can do yeah. both. Yeah. Uh, uh, this one was okay. I think you're either going to love this one or it's going to be one of the ones that you just forget about later. Are you talking yeah. about for me? This next one? D- d- deprive? No, deprive. Yeah. Oh, deprive. I agree with that. Um, moving into this third one. So this one was Presence, directed by Yasuomi Umetsu. Uh, the only big thing that he directed that I had like an inkling of a uh, memory of was the Kite series, which is Kite and Kite Liberator. Um, huh. I don't know it very well, but I've heard of Kite Liberator before. And then okay. otherwise, uh, again, he, he he animated a ton of shows. Sure. Um, this one is going for a lot, <laughs> is the way I would yeah. say it. Um, I know. I don't think Ethan liked this one very much in in some ways. Okay. Well, I liked it. I'm sorry. I'll I'll go in with my explanation, yeah, and then good. you guys can can yeah. fill in. So this is the only one in in this whole series where I felt like the bigger meaning that he was really going for was either too on the nose or over my head. Like I couldn't decide hmm. if I was like huh. if I was like is it this or am I just completely missing it? And it, the whole time I was trying to look for the, for the, the bigger meaning. Mm. It just wasn't, I couldn't find it. Yeah. The art was obviously amazing. I think yes. the animation was really good. Character yeah. designs this were one, great. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> even, I, even though that huge... main character was just hideous looking. Maybe <laughs> yeah. That's part yeah. Of the yeah. Point. He had a very weird melty, melty head. Yeah, yeah, especially when you got older. Is he um, really needed to trim those eyebrows? <laughs> I do need to say, being a big X Men fan, that they just kind of stole the Dazzler design from the X Men comics <laughs> and put it into this robot woman, oh which is cool. God. But uh, that I need to say that just for just for the comic book sake, just for posterity. <laughs> yes, uh, and. When he said "Daddy Long Legs," I got creeped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? If what? I ever heard a woman call me "Daddy Long Legs," I would put her on a list. Wait, 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 wait. wait. When, <laughs> this is okay. So I, this is the part where I'm going to point out that I accidentally watched the dub. Oh. So when did that happen? He uh, near near the end. Uh, like I, he's he's kind of. Uh, he's kind of like expressing his regrets out loud, and I think he says something like, "I'm sorry that you couldn't call me your daddy long legs." <laughs> Are yeah. you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. That did yeah. not happen in the English dub. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, we should have watched they, the dub. They, 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 did, <laughs> they didn't retain that excellent line for prosperity, huh? <laughs> uh, apparently no not. Shame. They oh, probably man. said English people are the. English speaking people will not understand the meaning of this. <laughs> They're not ready for dialogue. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, apparently, even even in 2020, we are still not ready. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, but so, I don't know. Did anyone feel like they really like understood the bigger meaning here? I I, uh, well, I, uh, I will say to start that I this was one of my least favorite shorts, um, and hmm. I think that primarily that's because. Yeah, A, I, I didn't necessarily know what message they were going for in terms of kind of, you know, author's intent. 
And then also, and this may have been the point, but like the primary emotion that I experienced watching this short was just like discomfort. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> like maybe that was what they were yeah. going for, but it but just because, you know, that's something that a creator is going for doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to kind of work in a meaningful way for the audience. And it didn't for me, this one really didn't land right. for me. Um, but I'm sorry, Daniel, yeah, I think we're going to say something. I, I think oh, there's, yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, I, I guess the, the word I would use for a lot of stories that remind me of this and a lot of stories that feel like, like a um presence right mm -hmm. yeah uh a lot of stories that feel the way that presence does i pretentious was just what kind of floated <laughs> to the top of my head uh, yeah. for for a lot of this it it just like it's the story made in the 80s that very much had the vibe of like this man in his 30s uh going like oh our our destiny as men is to destroy women, you know, like just, uh, it, it just, uh, like why, why is that always the, the moral of these sad stories written by men, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, it, it, it was a very, it was like, I don't think it was any deeper than just like using a robot to ask existential human questions. Mm. Really? I, you know, like, I, I don't know how much further it was really trying to go because the fucking robot was just literally sitting there going, I want to go outside and live life. Don't I have life as the same as you? And it's like, okay, obviously this is a played out trope by now. Maybe right. not as much back then, <laughs> yeah, but, but, uh, but yeah, you could definitely feel that. And then, yeah, the whole thing about how, like, he made the robot to find love because he couldn't find it from his wife and child. But yeah. then as soon as she tries to give him love, he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, well, like, just No, so so I took it, I think, a little bit differently than all of you guys even. <laughs> um, like Give I, us that hot take, Joe. I my brain went to like those older stories more along the lines, and maybe it was just kind of like the art style that took me there too a little bit. Mm. But I went to like old classic western literature almost mm, and okay. like a lot of those stories are if not the main point of it a, a big part of it are involving stories of love that shouldn't be um and like guilty love yeah and so like this was i think like the the creator director was like what if instead of just like this other taboo what if the main character fell in love with something that he created because there's there's always that point in those stories where the usually the guy is the main character uh he's full frontal confronted with do i accept this thing that i want or what society has already laid out in front of me mm -hmm. um and then he has to either shut that person down or get deeper into his hole that he's digging mm -hmm. um and in this case he just decides to beat his creation into the ground uh yeah. but then that always haunts him as he grows up and grows older he's always thinking what could have been and and i don't know it was very just reminiscent of, of yeah. those old classic stories to me i feel um, like the yeah, yeah, you go daniel uh that that's actually a great point i think i think one of the things this kind of low-key reminded me of uh 
is uh is a streetcar named Desire by Tennessee Williams. Oh, right? that's interesting. Like, it like it, it's not it's not a one to one comparison, but I think there's what some do you kind mean? of. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. See, the, the street the streetcar is a robot this time oh, <laughs> yeah but no uh yeah the i i think there's a bit of overlap in the themes you know of like mm. of of this of this you know this this flawed man who is tempted by uh, by something he wants but feels he cannot have and then kind of destroys it right mm-hmm. um that's that that's a very very paraphrase kind of <laughs> right. take on both of them yeah uh but like they they always try to get you to sympathize with the dude in that story who is an awful awful person <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's very in, odd yeah yeah in in both of like you know street card desire especially but also in presence this guy's kind of a piece of crap right right like he he like he like hides his creation from from his wife from his child and then like he he has Goes the audacity off. like once once his creation has any agency he destroys it and, yeah. and then like and then he's an old man uh and he like runs off with his ghost fantasy of this creation that he destroyed, leaving his wife in the yeah. house by herself. Yeah. I, I literally <laughs> wrote for yeah. 50 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally yeah. wrote in the notes. I literally wrote in the notes, damn, Granny lost her mans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I, like I, I don't know how many like uh, how many like deep stories I can watch about garbage men before I kinda also yeah. so like mush together, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think the I think the best part of this of this short really wasn't even the main stuff, like the main plot. I was way more interested in this idea of like this crazy techno future, but it's like Victorian England culture. <laughs> like yeah. that was way more interesting to me. And yeah. then there was the whole thing about like, wait, so some of them are robots, but then some of them aren't. And then we see the dumpster with all the robot parts in it. Like I was way more interested in what was going oh, on oh, there. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the part of the very beginning that I just forgot existed until you brought this up. The, yeah. the part of the beginning where a bunch the of school man. kids, yeah, yeah. A bunch of school kids, right. Like, uh, like rip off like a robot civilian's head. He looks like oh, a yeah. regular man. He looks like a regular old man until they rip his head off, and then they kick it around like a soccer ball while his yeah. head's going like, "You can't do this. How could you?" <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah, and dude. like that. That was really kind of the most interesting part of the short, and then they never yeah. go back to it. Yeah, yeah that, that was that genuinely... was the second time I audibly said, "What the fuck?" While yeah. I was watching this. Yeah, genuinely. What was, wait, what was the yeah. first time? Uh, the first time was oh let me go back uh 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 uh, oh the first time was in the the 80s super 80s one Mm -hmm. Uh when the hero was like just beating up everybody and then all of a sudden got gunned down like super Uh, hardcore like right before he was like captured i was like well i was like whoa whoa, whoa, what Uh, uh huh (laughs) yeah um (laughs) Yeah, yeah that's so the first time. If anything, I kind of just want like I want like a fleshed out story in the universe of presence more than I want presence. <laughs> like that's yeah. fair. That's kind of that's kind of where I was at on it. Okay. Huh. And yeah, I, I I definitely agree that the world building even though it kind of takes a back seat to, you know, mm. this kind of story between two people uh is very cool in presence. Uh it's a very yeah. cool backdrop in which they set their right. story. 
Just like the shots of like Victorian England town with these like crazy like <laughs> mecha spires. Right. I was like, why is that happening? What's going on? I wanna... <laughs> but uh, anyways, should we go to Disney? Yo, this next one. This one is yeah, my yeah. Let's this go one's to my personal favorite. Okay. Oh, seriously? Okay. Really? So, yes. I know. So why. this is this is Starlight Angel. Oh, was, oh, yes. okay. I forgot yeah. Starlight Angel. Yeah, yeah, right. This is this was directed by Hiroyuki Kitazume. This guy went on to be the animation director for Zeta Gundam, ZZ Gundam, and the the Gundam movie Char's Counterattack. Wow, wow, you really? Can, I couldn't tell. Yeah, you can <laughs> see that shit so hard in this. It is so yeah. Gundam looking the entire time. The character designs, the robots, mm-hmm. just the like the crazy like laser action scenes, man. That definitely I does answer my question of like, well, wait, why the fuck is he fighting a big mecha with a tail? Like it makes perfect sense yeah. now, actually. Because I no longer have to ask yeah. that question. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because Gundam. Yep. I really liked I liked the beginning of this a lot. Um I think that it was the first one of these that kind of took its time to slow down and try and tell a story that was um, really grounded in what we can understand as reality. <laughs> right. Just like this girl has a crush, you know, things are going wrong. It's in this really cool amusement park that feels like Disney, but Gundam version. I'm very into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when she goes back to the ride and the ride turns into this like, I don't even know what to call it. It was like <laughs> so, so a black you, hole. Do, of do you do do you robots? want do you want the description of what they said it was? I do. What? Yes, yes, I do. So apparently, that ride was like a VR ride. Oh. So she's inside of like a weird virtual, but also augmented reality world hmm. that got like sickened by her emotions. Oh. And that's why the big robot came out. I that's, don't know if that's, that's a, a good cool enough con- explanation, but <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of cool. Con- yeah, I didn't get any of that. Right. But, no, uh, that, that is cool conceptually. Yeah. Yeah. My like interpretation that. was that she was like battling, like the big robot was her insecurities. And then, which in a way, it, it technically, even with my explanation, that's kind of what it was. Hmm. Okay. I don't, that's too big brain for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, the, the, the big reveal did take me off guard too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. I think, um, I think that's one that could have benefited from some limited voice work, even if they just had like me, yes. a carnival barker me, going like, step right up. It's the new virtual reality ride. I would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see what's going and, on. And, right, yeah, and, and right. again, and again, this was another point where there were moments with characters that were obviously talking and they just <laughs> didn't have any voice yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where... Again, you could like what you said, where it's just a small group of animators. They wanted, you know, whatever. I I totally get that. But would this have benefited from having some voice work? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And what what did the boyfriend do? I don't. I didn't understand that. 
Oh, oh I, I thought think, he was two timing um, her. Like, like yeah, yeah. her friend is like, oh, come meet my new boyfriend, friend. and like, oh, that's yeah. my oh, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah your okay. boyfriend. That's my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, 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 pretty much. Which, which, by the way, you could tell that this guy was like gunning for being in in some Gundam shows because he made <laughs> he made the good boy brown hair, brown eyes, and he made the bad boy blonde <laughs> hair, blue eyes. It is just the most Gundam thing okay. to be like bad guy is blonde man hmm. like it's just they were just on he was on it he was ready to go yeah so in addition to me and sean watching this uh, my fiance amy lee also watched this with us okay. and uh and Ooh. she she was getting she was getting really engaged in starlight uh yeah. starlight angel uh but i think she checked out the moment it became clear that both of these girls were straight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, because I I was Fair thinking, like, oh, this is really cool that they're doing this in the eighties. Yeah, no, yeah. they, they were exuding some vibes, but the whole time I was yeah. thinking, like, I must be mistaken. You know, they that <laughs> right. cannot be the yeah, angle yeah. they're going yeah, for. Yeah, I was I was I was bracing myself for that to yeah. not pan out. Yeah. yeah, and it and it didn't. Um, but yeah, like uh, initially, like I loved the animation style. I loved the character designs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Dude, I feel so small-minded. I didn't even like cross my mind that they might be a couple. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I was like, oh, two friends like going to the theme park. Yeah, no, it's that scene where they were sitting on the bench and they yeah. were kind of having this like really heartfelt moment together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah, they, they were. Felt. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. seemed like such a cute couple, you know. Like, yeah. If anything, yeah. if anything, if we were to redo this, just drop the employee entirely. And let the pigtail girl come in after she's fucking smacks the guy, and then yeah. just right. and then just bring her in to save the day, and yeah. that's how you do that. Shit. Have her turn yeah. into a robot and fight the big robot, and then yeah. Yeah. that could be the end. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this one is definitely the the least. Um, I don't know. Like the the message here is is much less like symbolic vague and yeah. uh big picture like making mm. a statement right. yeah, yeah I, I think like, yeah I, th- I think some of these short set messages this didn't this one didn't nah. really want to have it, a message nah. it just it, it was it, flashy it, and fun mm-hmm. yeah i guess it's similar to that that other one that we talked about uh the deprive yeah yeah action. yeah yeah I do got to say the big bad villain, though, is my favorite villain that I saw in this whole thing. Though. <laughs> cool design. Yeah. Cool yeah. design. Yeah. Robot, the yeah. giant robot. Like, that yeah. was... Mm, no, I, and, I, and I, like, I like that there was that one scene when they're flying around. And at that point, the, anim- the, the, uh, the director was like, okay, so I've got all of these robot designs just sitting on the back burner. Um... I want her to just like flick her wrist and like, we're just going to throw all of them in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. I forgot about that. She does do that. So, so next this, one, whoa, this, so, so, okay. So this next one was cloud. It was uh, directed yes. by Manabu Ohashi. This guy has like, like little to no accolades that I could find. Huh? Um, like really not a lot going on. And this one is definitely the most, hyper conceptual one. Yeah, oh, yeah. This was By actually far. this was probably my second favorite out of the okay. shorts that I watched because it just it felt kind of so bold to me and it really yeah. to me 
it kind of used the idea of what a robot is in the most creative way, kind of just extrapolating, you know, well, a robot is immortal. So what if there were a robot that lived throughout the entirety of time? You know, that's Mm -hmm. just such a cool idea to me. And I loved the way that they pulled it off with that really unique kind of style of animation. Yeah, a lot of these, yeah. a, a lot of these shorts, I felt like, oh, I've seen this idea before. This is an interesting take on that idea, right. but uh, but I wouldn't use the mm. word innovative for what this is. <laughs> Cloud is the most innovative short. It's mm. it's very creative. It does a lot of weird things visually and and from a storytelling perspective uh i i don't know if i'd say it's my favorite or second favorite but i really admire what it tried and and for being so just out there yeah Mm, yeah i i agree it wasn't necessarily my favorite but i had a lot of respect yeah what he was going for Mm -hmm. and it did it, it did work yeah this is the one where it drew you in to the point where like I want to understand this so badly that I'm going to take in every detail and be like hyper aware. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where the other ones that even were trying to say something couldn't accomplish that because it wasn't mm. done in this like, I don't want to say simplistic way, but uh, like consciously detailed and meticulous in the way that it was telling the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I did space out for parts of deprive and uh, star angel uh angel carnival girl uh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. uh like i spaced out for parts of both of those but but this i felt like i really had to pay attention you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just like the nature of it 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 i don't know if that's just human to like see Mm. something in that style and be like oh i'm supposed to pay attention here or what but i definitely Uh, got that feeling too and i loved the style of how it uh opened up with like sketches almost and then transitioned into what reminded me of the segment of castle in the sky when Mm -hmm. um when he's telling the old story about it and it's just that specific style where it's like all pencil drawn almost and but oh i loved it this was this was one of the most incredible usages of frame within a frame yeah throughout mm-hmm. this like the not like not, everything from how it started with him walking and it started on just his feet and then it kind of like slowly grew larger and then it went to that big like kind of like poster frame where when he was when it had a really long shot of him walking mm-hmm. um and then the like like way towards the back end when it starts to just like give you like these little frames of like his face and all these things, I, I was like, wow, you know, not a lot of people mess around with aspect ratio and, and, and framing and like, like using only a part of the screen and like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was very gripping, I think, which helps with what you guys were talking about as far as how it really like sucked you in. Um, yeah. yeah. I would say, I think both Ethan and I had trouble understanding at first what this was about. Um, oh, I, yeah, I was yeah. really, I was really jumping to some conclusions. It's like, especially in, in like the middle of it when these images are happening, and I, I think it really is left up to interpretation. Um, for the most part, I mean, there's definitely a message he's intended, but like, I think the message I took from it was, um, that this was like representing your mind and like 
how your mind sometimes becomes clouded and then there's a storm. Um, and then you have these like great ideas that take off and then this happens over and over. It's kind of like a cycle, um, before you kind of think, you know, your head goes above the clouds and you see the light for a moment and then you're back. Uh, and, mm. and it was kind of just like seeing the sun for the first time, like getting this great idea. Mm. And, uh, that was my interpretation that this wind was just time passing by as, as you kept doing this over and over again. Mm. Oh yeah. Which I think is a cool take. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a cool take. I mean, like ultimately, yeah, his intended message was more what Sean was talking about, about like, it's basically like the rise and fall of man. Um, oh yeah. I can, and I see that with, right. like, mm-hmm. you know, the development that happened and the, and the, the bombing and yeah. The, uh, I love how the Kaijus are thrown in there. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like yeah. I was, I was like, okay, cool, I, Godzilla. I do appreciate nice. though that you know, I I think that you can kind of trace the story of what's going on in the piece, but it is possible for you know five different people to watch yeah. it and come away with five different kind of feelings or interpretations. Like for me, yeah, it almost struck me as kind of like a treatise on loneliness, which has been kind mm-hmm. of you know, something oh. that I've been experiencing lately in my own life. Although, I mean, obviously, you know, I have Daniel and his fiance, Amy Lee here um, being like quarantined because of COVID-19 has been very frustrating for me in some respects. And so right. it was really interesting to kind of watch this story of, you know, this robot boy making it all the way through the entirety of world history and only at the last possible second kind of finding someone that makes him complete, Right. Um, yeah. uh, that, you know, I, I really, I really felt for him because I've been in my own experience where like, I, you know, I can't fly down to see my parents where they live, for instance, you know, um, right. I can't go and kind of experience these very human aspects of like social interaction and interacting with each other. So mm-hmm. I, I maybe, maybe that's why this really resonated with me in particular because of the time that we're living in. But, uh, for yeah, sure. I, I think I, I really appreciate when you can experience an art form and, you know, everybody goes, oh, well, I was thinking of this when I was watching it. Oh, well, I was thinking of that when I was watching it. I think cloud is great for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, Perspective's and it, amazing. Yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, and you're right. And it's, it's, this is probably the most complete um, story Right. As far as like a lot of these, we're yeah. talking about how maybe they just felt like exercises or maybe they, tried to give it a little bit of something, but maybe it wasn't all the way there. And this one's like, it could just be a short film and it wouldn't have to be connected to this and it would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the last. Uh, Second to last. Second to last. Oh, yeah. There's two more. Yeah. Oh no. So (laughs) this one is, uh, this one's pretty wild. So this was, Strange Tales of uh, Meiji Machine Culture, The Westerner's Invasion. This was oh my, my favorite. <laughs> it, yeah, I think yeah, this one's yeah, great. Yeah. I, I think it might yeah. be my favorite, too. I yeah. love yeah. this short. I, and like, they definitely intentionally put this one right after Cloud to be like, are you feeling a little down? <laughs> right. Here you go. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. This, was, this was Hiroyuki Kitakubo. Uh, as far as I saw, I believe he was also an animator on Akira. Okay. And the only other major accolade he had was that he was he directed a movie called Blood, The Last Vampire, which won a couple of awards. Oh, right. Um, 
So yeah, this one's crazy. And I'm, I'm curious to see what your guys' perspective is because the dub is different. Uh-huh. And, that makes sense. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I like this one a lot, um, but I think maybe you guys had a better experience. I, I was actually about to say that this was really the short that made me really glad that we picked the sub. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Be, uh, because uh, basically... Uh, the the villain the villain of this story uh, yeah. is is this character called the Westerner I think yes yeah. and yeah and the Westerner uh, you know in in this sub everyone else speaks Japanese but the Westerner just speaks English through the whole thing yeah they got yeah. this they got this Western actor to just speak English yeah and uh, and so instead of there being any English Crunchyroll subtitles, there's just Japanese subtitles like <laughs> a- along the sides of the screen, like I as love he that. talks. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, uh, and <laughs> it, yeah, I I I really I really had a good time during this one. Mm-hmm. It just had a very fun energy, mm-hmm. and uh, the the setting was just phenomenal like the kind of feudal japan but with like feudal japanese mechs yeah yeah it was very creative and fun uh the 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 aesthetic was really good yeah uh the the cast was very generic obviously mm-hmm. but in but but like all the all the archetypes you want in a story like that were there yeah, yeah that, and they yeah. were that felt to me it like was, a deliberate just, choice was, because you only oh, have yeah, so I much agree. time you know in a short film yeah. it was great to have like oh there's like the hot-headed ingenue there's the yeah. you know sassy yeah. uh assistant that yeah like uh yeah. they yeah. were all tropes but it was you could just immediately relate to all the characters uh which was yeah good. i think mm-hmm. the tropes were a good call yeah. you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. like i like that they they were yeah they were all tropes but they came off incredibly likable, like immediately. Yeah. Like yeah. all they, all they had to do was have their like little roll call. And I was like, I like all of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Especially the sleepy dude controlling the legs. I love I that like, guy. That was my favorite yeah. one. I just love that. He's just sitting there. He's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite um, was uh, the guy shoveling coal, where like the leader yeah. would just shout mm-hmm. over to me like, "Hey, we got to do this or that." You just go like, hmm, and then like run off and yeah. do whatever it was. <laughs> love that guy. Uh, great. Uh, guy. Yes, he was great. That guy was great. I also love that the villain is like literally um, that old cartoon character, Snidely uh, Whiplash, uh, or Dick Dastardly. Dick, Dick Dastardly uh, yeah, was what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. He just yeah. came off so dick dastardly to me, and I was like, I love that they are just making fun of us right here. Yeah, so he's, hard. He's like, just anime dick dastardly. Yeah, yeah, and and they're literally just going, "Yep, yeah, we're making fun of you. Do you feel it? Do you feel it, yeah. dude?" There's yeah. there's one point in 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 that short where um, you're talking about like the, book, the kids huh? the kids trying to translate, right? And 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 he's like. He's like, because uh, the main leader kid is like, what did he say? And the, the, the book smart kid's like, ah, uh, I can tell he's speaking English, but I, I don't know much American. <laughs> yeah. he says. And I was like, oh. Yeah, dude. I was it's like, I was like, it's I was like, like oh, so geez. obvious that this guy is supposed to be this like American fucking like tyrant warmonger coming. Right. He's like, we're he's so much better than you. <laughs> is that but what he had on your guys' side? He's super got a German accent. Yeah, and and there was uh, I th- I think Joe, what you're trying to get is there was kind of a dig there in that like yeah. Americans sound dumber than English people <laughs> in Europe. Like he he had to 
he had to like he had to go back he had to like he had so, to figure out what he was saying because he can't uh, he can understand english but he can't understand american because right. what yeah, is this yeah, guy even was, saying yeah yeah when that line yeah. happened i was like oh damn okay yeah all right <laughs> I, so, so okay. I, I just want to point out go. that so you guys watching the sub had that very specific distinction of they were speaking Japanese and he was speaking English. Right. Yes. The way that they the way that they decided to give you enough of a disconnect in the English dub. Uh-huh. <laughs> all of the Japanese characters speak in like on God like full bore like racist English. Oh no. Oh, no. no. I was like oh, I was like, whoa, this is like I, I get that it's like they're trying to intend it but is this oh i don't know and i was i was like oh i don't i like it was funny because of how bad it was but it was also like i can't tell if this was like intended or not intended and i don't know where to sit on this but that's Ooh, what they decided to do with the dub. That's right. And it was wild. That is <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. wild. Sounds sounds like a really bad call, TBH. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What if, what if it was the what if it was the American dubbers like listening to the story, understanding it, and then like get that the story makers were making digs at Americans and then they were like, we're gonna get them back. <laughs> get our like, get our revenge. Like, what if, oh, the only the only thing I could think of was that Apparently, this this short was supposed to be kind of based around like old school sound era movie serials, as well as like World War II Japanese propaganda. Yeah, yeah, right. And so I thought maybe maybe that's just intended because they're trying to like push the like the propaganda thing yeah. or something. Like I or, or they're they're trying to harken back to a point right. where dubbing was very racist, right? right. Or something yeah. like that. And, and I don't. I don't think it's that, guys. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's that deep. I think this just kind of sucks. Yeah. but uh, I think the only the only thing in this that I thought was like a really interesting choice was um, they'd have a shot where they're showing, they're showing the Westerner and uh, kind of in like the cab of his yeah. mech. And they pan down and sitting there on the... Um, yes, the book. Yeah. Yeah, the Silk Road. Yeah. Um, which is obviously referring to like Japan opening their borders to to trade. Right. Um with oh, all these I other didn't even catch and, that. Yeah. Um and I think that that was kind of like the only inkling of like a clear jab of just not just American uh culture or like, you know. Yeah. English speaking dumb people. It's just like foreigners in general kind of fucked us. Well, you know, and another Here's their, sorry, our jab at that. Another mm-hmm. thing that I noticed um as I was watching is and I think this really ties into with the like oh this is kind of a takeoff of, you know, Japanese propaganda films is that the uh 
the reason that both mechas were constructed and the weapons they have like with the American, it's all, it's like cannons and, oh, you made it out of like bricks. Like it's kind of clearly intended for war. And then one right. thing that they really harp on as they're kind of getting the Japanese mech going is like, oh, we made this for the Harvest Festival. Uh, what kind of weapons do we have? We only have peaceful fireworks. Like, you know, it's yeah, kind of clearly yeah. meant to differentiate yeah. the two cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I thought that was that was really fun, too. Yeah. That's a good detail. Yeah. Sheesh. Not, not to mention, you know, at the end when they're like, look, the rising sun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then the girl's like, yeah. it's setting. It's setting, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, no I, this I, one, I agree that that was a really, this was a really strong one. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. this one won me over in the first, like, two seconds, right, <laughs> when too. it first, like, revealed the first mech. Yeah. Because my head, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you two dudes are as much of, like, N64 boys is me. But like, I'm an N64 no, boy. I, I, I know yeah. what you're going to say because of the kind of N64 boy that Sean is. Go okay, on. Okay, okay. Because I thought of uh, Mystical Ninja. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My guy. That is one of my favorite video games of all time, and Daniel hates Dude, how much I love it. I, I, I Such an amazing it. game. <laughs> it's such an amazing game. Yeah. But literally... I like that first one rose up and the style, the bright colors, mm-hmm. and then that being just so in the city and stuff. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> the, I, my brain immediately went to Mystical Ninja. I was definitely and getting I was just like, vibes. Yeah, Mystical Ninja vibes oh, for sure. I just, yeah. I think what really... That, that's what won me over. What <laughs> The moment where I decided like I'm into this short was when they were trying to pilot their mech and they like punted a building all the way across town yeah, yeah, from then yeah, on so I was good. like okay I'm I'm fully yeah. invested in this situation yeah. that was really yeah. fun it's just like ah oh, fuck okay Whoops. so the last one was chicken man and redneck oh man by by Takashi Nakamura who was the animation director on Akira mm-hmm. and again it ah. shows yeah uh very much so uh this one is like this is like a crazy robotic like drug trip. Yeah, this so one was all over the place. Wild. So I, I had a weird it. interpretation of this only because of my like what happened recently with my media consumption. So I just listened to a Marvel podcast where they go through it's like they're trying to be the people on the ground when Galactus shows up in New York for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's kind of like this reporter's perspective on like this giant coming to Earth. Hmm. Uh, New York's suddenly under siege and the Silver Surfers speeding through the the streets kind of looking for like, what is this, what's this planet's best defense and how am I going to stop it? And so like my immediate interpretation was, oh my God, this is just Galactus and Silver Surfer between like this guy who just came in and like Dynamaxed <laughs> and became like this massive robot. And then the, it was Chicken Man that was supposed to be like his Silver Surfer. Right? Nope, nope. Like, it turns out that the robot that was running around on the little crazy floaty moped was Redneck and the man, oh, no. the human being is Chicken Man. <laughs> okay, see... <laughs> I never got that. I, anyway, I, yeah. I thought it was the opposite as well. Oh, I, really? That yeah, was kind of my interpretation was like, yeah, Galactus coming to Earth. Have, have you guys ever seen that tweet uh, where some guys like, if you told me that there were two superheroes 
One of them is an adrenaline junkie that gets into fights, and the other is a blind man that uses echolocation to see. And you told me that one of them was named Batman and the other was named Daredevil. And then you told me me which was which, I would hit you in the face. That's I was reminded of that when I found out who was Chicken Man and who is Redneck. Yo, for real. Yeah. Dude, that's fantastic. But I gotta tell you guys, like, as soon as I saw the man, because we're introduced to him when he's cowering in an alley. Right. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. I was like, he's chicken. <laughs> I, I, I know, but, yeah. but but the fucking robot had like weird chicken legs. And I was like, I don't know. It might be the robot. Yeah. 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 I got to bring robot, it back to the music, though. Oh, oh, oh. The, the robot had a very chicken aesthetic, is what I was going to say. What are you going to yeah. say, Joe? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Um, this was one where I specifically caught Zelda. Music yes. Things, yeah, yeah. Like, especially Majora's Mask. Oh, um, yeah. Like, there were certain sound effects that popped in where I was like, dude, I swear that is in Majora's Mask. <laughs> like, uh, I, was, I was like, wow. And I was getting that kind of vibe. And then I, like, as it progressed, like, this one has no dialogue. Right. No. Right? Um, and, and as it went, like, the music was, like, it, re- it reminded me of Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did have that feeling. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's the soundtrack, but it's almost like the visuals are set to the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and sometimes a sound effect is just the cymbals clanking, like when his motorcycle (laughs) didn't work or whatever. And and I was like, oh, like I, 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 as soon as I made that connection in my head of Fantasia to this, I, I was in it. That's very cool. I was like, this is amazing. How, how do we feel about the fat booby duck dude <laughs> oh I, for, I forgot about the, the fat, Didn't need I, the fat I, booby duck I, I, I only i only have a vague memory of what you're talking about because i feel like i blocked that out yeah. after seeing it yeah yeah there were some really cool designs and then there were some really like yeah bad yeah, I did not like need or want. Like it was like ever want to see that. You just had a bunch of robots, and then like they get hit by the hammer, and then it's like a big crazy robot. You're like, oh cool, and then the big robot uh, gets hit, and then fat booby duck. Right, and yes. you're like, oh Dude, okay. There was a split second where I didn't get duck, but I thought that might have been Chicken Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious because he's got the he's got the the right. red. Like thing on top. Right. I thought it was more. I was like, maybe that's the chicken. That would have right. been a great that, twist. That, that and the titties, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. goodness. Like just, oh my goodness. I don't know. Well, I have a Honda Spree moped, <laughs> which is what he was driving around. It's from the 80s. Oh, yeah. okay. Do? Mine is red. Really, the whole uh, like, like him like rocketing around on that moped through this like bizarre kind of post apocalyptic industrial landscape. It, it, yeah. the vibe that I got was like, like almost like a Looney Tune that's set in hell. Like if it Bugs was Bunny like was that, going yeah. off against uh, Satan, like that was kind of like the the what seemed to be they seemed to be going for. Um, I didn't really know what to make of this short, but I was engaged. Uh, I definitely yeah. thought that it was interesting yep. and very well mm. animated, which you have to expect. Very well yeah. animated. Yeah, it definitely yeah. felt like it was mainly a visual fest. And yes, that was kind of the point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like Fantasia. It was like, <laughs> and, 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 like, like really, like it's. Oh, you guys don't understand. I took a whole class one time, and I like took a week. Like, like I, there was a week we spent on Fantasia. Wow. Like, I, I, oh my gosh, I love it so much. And then at the end, I saw the credits, 
And I was like, oh, it's my man, Joe Hayashi. Like, <laughs> dude, I, I, I just, it just kept getting better and better. And yeah. I was just like, yes, I love, I Joe, Joe Hayashi is the, uh, is the Studio Ghibli soundtrack guy, right? And he yeah, also, he, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he also did the soundtrack for like the Nino Kuni games. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. no he's he's one of my favorite composers of all time if he does good have a shit chance, yeah oh even just his solo stuff that's like not for anything specifically it's just so good. anyway anyway yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway i'm sorry <laughs> i digress uh, okay so should we talk about the closing sure. yep get this thing yeah. up reading so 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 uh big tank can't handle too much sand um, <laughs> like the air filters didn't get changed. Got a oh little clogged gosh. up. A little clogged just, up. That reminds me of Alchemist. Like first episode, first episode. They're walking through the desert, and 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 Alphonse is like sinking. Yeah, and it's just like pissed at him, and he's like, "I can't help it. I fill up." <laughs> and it's big, like big tank what? can't handle too much sand. Big yeah. tank can't handle yeah. too much sand. Like, uh, man, so for, did you guys watch all the way past the credits? Uh, I, yes. Okay, yes. I, I thought I did, but I don't know what you were talking about in your notes. So what part are you talking about? So so Crunchyroll did this weird thing uh, on our watch through. Uh, there was like kind of a mid credits bit, right where right. the where the the O falls off of the yeah. robot carnival. Yeah. And, I saw and, that. Part. Uh, and then, uh, and then we we watched through the rest of the credits because I knew there was a post credits thing. And halfway through the credits, the the cut the thing just cut, and uh, and we were back like on the the Crunchyroll yeah. menu. And I had to jump back in to see the post credits thing. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah. But there there was yeah there was a post credits thing where this man like finds like a little orb. Uh, he takes it home to his family. Uh, like you know, like like three, like kids. adorable little kids. Yeah, I should say. Yeah, like yeah. they're all they're all crowded around the orb, and the orb opens up, and there's a baller, a little robot ballerina that oh, does a little dance. No. Yeah, and and the kids are like, oh yay, ballerina, yay! And uh, and then the ballerina does a twirl, and it jumps up into the air, and it shoots off like cute little fireworks. And the kids are like, yay! And then the ballerina explodes, <laughs> and the whole house explodes, and everyone in it presumably dies, uh, <laughs> except for their pet llama, who is not knocked on its side and is just flailing helplessly as the word fin as the word that ends just dude are yeah. you serious yeah. you're not making yeah. this no, up that's for real yeah. no, that's exactly this, what happened this is how exactly they chose happened. to end this short this compilation <laughs> yeah. of shorts yeah, with, that's, yeah. With, i think that might be the most akira sounding thing ever <laughs> that, yeah yeah just, that's amazing wow mm-hmm. I didn't so, see that. I didn't. I wish I'm going to have to go back and look yeah. at that. Yeah. yeah. But that's so on the nose then too. Cause that's, that just hammers home the, 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 the theme of like robot, carnival. like robots are cool. We think it's awesome and we're excited about it. And we want to show everybody, but eventually they're going to kill us all. <laughs> like, like that's, yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that that's the entire theme now. That's wow. Yeah. Well, so, Daniel and Sean, we usually, uh, give, our things that we watch a letter grade at the end. Um, so we can put hmm. it in our long list of films and shows that we've watched. Um, and looking at this as like one big piece and not necessarily like individual shorts. Okay. How are we feeling about this? Like as far, as far as now grade? is this the kind of guys the academic ABCDF or is there also S rank? 
Personally, I throw it an S. Yeah, I think we kind of agreed upon that because S is like your ultimate, like, like S is like your, I not only thought this was really good, but my, this is my full on biased. I love this kind of thing. Yes. I, Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. If if you guys are comfortable going, go ahead. Um, I would probably, I'd probably give this a solid B would be about where it would land Mm. for me. Uh, because there were some shorts that I really loved, um, like Cloud and the extremely feudal Japanese one with the long title. Um, yeah. there were some shorts <laughs> I didn't really like, you know, but, but all together, I think, you know, as a, as a kind of package, I think it just about evens out to a B for me. Um, I think mm. I, I am, I'm glad that I watched this and had this experience because if it hadn't been for this, I would never have known this existed or watched it throughout the entire rest mm. of my life. Uh, right. So yeah. I, I definitely That's kind of why we're doing this podcast, right? Like I, I definitely appreciate so much kind of having here. had the opportunity to, to have this experience. And I, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it enough for it to be a B. Awesome. Great. I would give this a C plus. I think uh, really? there, there is, there's no individual short that I really loved, mm. you know, like, uh, like I think every short had something of value and, and it really hammered home the feeling for me that anthologies are just fucking cool, you know, <laughs> like, and yeah. like I, I like anthologies a lot and I wish I had experienced more of them because a bunch of vastly different stories all sharing a similar theme and seeing what different creators do in those situations. That's a great experience, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and I think for the experience alone, um, I'd, yeah, I'd say like C plus maybe hovering on a B minus because, uh, because I really like that experience of experiencing all these different stories. But yeah, I think, uh, I think there wasn't really any one short was like, this is incredible. Like I had fun sometimes, but there were definitely some shorts where I was like, this is just kind of bad. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, so I, so I think it balances out to more of a C plus for me. Fair uh, but I, I don't regret like watching it all. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought us on for this yeah. because, uh, because it kind of afterwards, I kind of looked up, what other kind of an anime anthologies there were. And the the guy that did the opening and the ending, he's just involved in like five or six different <laughs> anime anthologies uh, made across uh, and made across different parts of the past two decades. Like he did one in the nineties. He did one in like tw- 2007, I think. Oh, sweet, uh, sweet. Yeah. So maybe that's just his shtick. Yeah. Like, that's like what he's really into is just like getting people together and, and ma- like, here's the theme. Go. Yeah, so maybe a bit of a harsh grade for me, C plus, but I did have a good time. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Ethan, where you at? Okay. Oh, oh, you know no. I'm a throw no. it at you. I'll go. So I actually agree with what Daniel <laughs> said, and I think that the one that's actually gonna I'm surprised to say this, but I think the one that's actually gonna stick with me the longest is Franken's Gears. Ah. Oh. Oh. Um only because I think that art style really resonated with me. Mm. Um, and it was so distinctly different than the other mm-hmm. things I've seen recently. Cause I think a lot of this stuff, um, Starlight Angel and uh 
what was the really actiony one that we watched? Deprived. Uh, Deprived. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like those art styles are things that we've we're really familiar with and we've seen grow um, with like shonen shows and uh, they look distinctly 80s. And I, yeah. Franken's Gears is something I just would not have expected to see um, in this. Mm. And I think that it was very cool. Uh, so I think I'm also going to give it a C plus. Okay. And there were there were a lot of really good things in here. I'm glad that we watched it. I'm glad that we didn't do Akira or something like, you know, not generic, but the easy sure. pick. I think that we, you know, really diving deep into something that maybe isn't someone's first choice um, was cool. And I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast to do it yeah, with us. Course. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us. This was a great pick. I don't think I ever would have watched this or realized it existed yeah. without you guys bringing it for to our sure. attention. Mm, so yeah, mm, that's great. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad that's the case. All right, Joe. Me, me. Okay, me. Oh yeah. Uh uh I I'm literally like listening to you guys, and I'm bouncing back and forth on what I am. <laughs> but do you, do you either want, do way, you want me to go to sway you? I. Uh, if anything, I would like you to go just to give me more time. Okay, okay, great. Okay. Um, the way that the, the way that I I decided to break this down was I after every short film finished as I was watching it, I gave it a letter grade, and then uh, I kind of oh that's smart. Yeah, I added them all up and then kind of brought it into like the medium. Oh, that's cool. That's, um, that's cool. So that I could get an idea of where it went because I. There, I had a lot of sh- a lot of these where I was like at a you know kind of like a B minus era area where it was like I kind of liked it but I had some problems with it whatever but there was a couple of these in here that I loved a lot and it brought it up quite a bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up rounding out to a B plus. Okay, I yeah. I think I just appreciate. The, the 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 good things that a lot of the, these brought to the table and some of the things that I personally didn't like from them didn't hurt it enough for me to kind of drop it like a, as far as you know uh, uh, Daniel and Ethan did where I just had a I just had a really good time with it um, and I and I personally really liked something like like uh, um, uh, Starlight Angel. And stuff like that because I, I I like seeing how you could look at a short like Starlight Angel and you could see how it kind of helped establish the thing that he then went and and ended up doing later. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. And I really enjoy seeing how like Starlight Angel looks like Gundam, but when Starlight Angel came out, Gundam didn't really look like that. It only really started mm. looking like that until after he started doing those Gundam shows. And then, and then, I mean, Gundam really looked like that for God, like most of the nineties after that, <laughs> which I think is super interesting okay. to see. Same thing with like a lot of the Akira artists. I, I do love robot carnival as kind of this point in animation history, uh, mm. because it was made in the late eighties 
And there were so many things that Robot Carnival reminded me of at different points, right? Like the soundtrack was like, oh, this is like Chrono Trigger. This is like Zelda. Or the animation was like, oh, this is like Gundam or this is like this. And everything I was thinking of is stuff that Robot Carnival predates. Like Robot Carnival was first. And it made me wonder like, wow, how many of these fucking video game composers like we're making this video game music and maybe even just subconsciously like kind of riffed off of this anthology <laughs> film that they yeah. really liked when they were like 11. Right. You yeah. Know? Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And I, I think that, that part for me, like really heightens the experience. Um, so yeah, I think I, yeah, I came full circle at like a B plus. Cool. How you feeling? Joe? Cool. I, okay. So I'm just going to keep climbing the ladder. is what it seems like with these ranking things. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think I might put this in an S tier. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, this is the first like, Devil Fruit S tier. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> oh, it is, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, cause so like, again, I think it's funny cause I think I mirror the same reasonings that you guys do, that you guys put for mm-hmm. yours uh, as positives at least. I, I, I guess I just, I just. I, I hold it higher in those same okay. areas. Like I, 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 I think that like for what it is, I think it's amazing. I think uh, a funny way of looking at it would be like, this is the first NWA album. And then <laughs> later we saw everything, all these directors went and did by themselves. Okay. You sure. know, that's a really like, good. Wow, that was a really good metaphor, actually. <laughs> like, cool. like that's th- thank you. <laughs> I tip my hat to that. Thank you. Tip my hat to myself. Uh, but but it's like it's it, it it's it's just so awesome to me to see what i know of these directors now and see that they really kind of were like that all the time and and they really kind of like stuck to their guns and mm. uh and 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 i i got to see one more thing from joe hizashi that i didn't know existed <laughs> um and uh uh, like I think I might have heard the name Robot Carnival before, mm. but but never ever like paid any real uh, attention to it. Yeah. Um. And then like when Ethan brought it up, I was like, I might as well have not known what this is. Um, <laughs> right. And 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 I think it's such a good look at 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 where the culture's mindset is at that state and time, and uh, I, I I yeah, just just a look at history and 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 the society's perspective on such a narrow subject as robots i love it i think it's amazing and i think it's wow. uh, what's s tier for me is i feel like this is something that i'm gonna reference now for mm, a while. okay um like like all of my s tiers for example are like alchemist and like dragon ball like i compare things to those all the time. You get at and least I feel one like... Dragon Ball reference in every episode. <laughs> he, and yeah. he, he got he got an alchemist reference in this I, episode. He sure did. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. yeah. Like and, and I feel like I'm going to this will be on my mind comparing it to future things I watch. I'm sure it will be. Wow. Um, well, I'm glad, Joe. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's and I do me. think it's important to say, like, it really can't be overstated how important this just from reading the Wikipedia article and like seeing mm-hmm. the future of these directors like it, this was so important in their career yeah. and yeah. getting their getting their giving them the freedom to do whatever they want for what seems like the most part they said you know 
take the leash off. You can do whatever right. you want. Right. Show us what you can do. Right. And we're going to put it in here. Like that's such a rare opportunity to have as an artist. And these guys really used it to uh, the most, the best of their ability. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think ranking it as a slice of anime history. I think that S is well justified. Mm. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, God, I mean, apparently it, it brought like, the director found like everyone he wanted for animation for Akira out of this. Like, man, he, like, uh, they all, I don't know if Akira would happen without that's this. A good point. I don't know. That's wow. a good question. Yeah. Uh, damn. Damn. Yeah. So Akira was after this? Yeah. It was, it, yeah? this Correct. was 86 and Akira was 87. Wow. wow. Well, well, wasn't Akira manga first though? Yes. Like, it, wasn't it a long yeah. running series? Yes. But the, the movie coming He was drawing it, Akira right? at this time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, guys, do you want to just give one more shout out to your like social media and um where people can find Take you? Take it away, Daniel. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're uh we're at a smashing theory on Twitter, and we're on patreoncom slash group and I yeah, both. <laughs> uh, yeah. We we do a smashing theory biweekly, and when we're biweekly ish, we uh we did like three weeks in a row because of like all the video game news that mm-hmm. happened in right. like late June. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so we we're actually in the middle like a little bit of a break. We'll be back like later in July, but whenever we're not doing stuff uh for a smashing theory, we're probably uploading something to the Patreon. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we start at like a dollar and all of the exclusive podcasts I talked about, that's at the $1 level. So awesome. cool. yeah. good stuff. stuff. Yeah. All right. I love Beep Boop Group. Beep you Boop Group's no a good name. That's, that's great. That's, that's like, bad. dude, I just want to say it five times fast, but I know I can't. <laughs> that's all Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. That's, it's, that's amazing. Daniel's the Whoever progenitor of the Beep genius. Boop Group. He came up with the name. That's great. That's great. Genius. <laughs> Actually, ev- everyone I talked to was like, you got to change that name, man. Like, oh, no. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> you want to sign us off, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, check us out on YouTube and Spotify at Devil Fruit. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Devil Fruit Corp. That's C-O-R-P. And if you want to find any of our personal uh uh instagrams and what have you you know you'll just have to ride your tank through a town and and <laughs> and, and and uh uh blow it up to figure out where they're at watch out for the sand but, zone. Uh, sand will kill watch you watch out for the sand though that, <laughs> yeah uh, that's the problem yep. yeah you don't yeah. want to fill up don't want to fill up <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> all right guys all right guys see you later peace and love